Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games FM, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now, welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skipstad. This one is fresh off the game table. It's time for more board game buzz as Board Games FM gives you a first impression of the latest games to hit our table. Hey everyone, Firestone here with Board Games FM, powered by TheologyofGames.com. So it's Wednesday, and that means last night had game night, and really only got one game to the table, but it was a doozy. It is called Sidereal Confluence. This is a super hot game that was premiered at Origins last year, I want to say, but has only recently become fairly available. It's from WizKids, uh, and it does not seem to fit WizKids at all, And but they still did, it, they did a great job with it, even though the cover is kind of um, boring and the name is odd. But still, this is a game about trading and negotiation between up to nine different races. You can play this with nine people. Uh, We played with six last night, and it made me realize I would never want to play this with nine. But it's still a fun game. That's my spoiler alert. So the thing about this is the, the, the nine races are completely different. It is not like a game where everyone's basically the same, but you have this slightly different power, and you have this slightly different power. They are all completely different. Um, and and they have different difficulty ratings and they have different styles. And you're you're not supposed to really just like randomly hand these out to people. You're supposed to think about, all right, what style matches me? So one of the races was like this cool space, these space dinosaurs, but I read them and it was like people who really enjoy puzzles will will do well with this race. And while I like puzzles, I realized, oh, that's Luke. Like, Luke should be playing that one. Because he is the guy who works through every game like a puzzle, and he, he figures games out, and high-risk, high-reward kind of guy. He, I realized that I, he, he should be playing them. I ended up playing the easiest race just because that was what was left, and, but it also seemed like I'm a pretty straightforward guy, and so I gave it a shot, and I ended up winning. And my race could... We, I won tiebreakers on things. I could put out all the colonies I wanted. And uh, I, I had... Um, basically, the game is about conversions. So you're taking these cubes and items and turning them into those cubes and items in order to buy victory points. And so everyone has different ways to do that. Uh, one guy created only gray cubes, but the gray cubes were wilds. And then I had, my converters were two-sided. They were basically two cards. And so you would put things in on the left and you'd get things out on the right. But you could upgrade each of the cards, each of the two parts of these converters. So at one point in the game, I could have now turning this thing into slightly better stuff than it did earlier. And so your converters can get better. Another guy was like plant-based and he could take colonies and basically put his seeds on them and then they would create stuff for him one of the uh, groups had a bunch of stuff out in front of him and then he would also give people these tokens and whenever they would um, 
invent a research, he would get a victory point for it. Lots of different things going on. All these races were so different. And so the way the game works is there are six rounds. Each round starts with a 10-minute, just wide-open negotiation. It is real time. You were talking to people. Hey, do, I need I need green cubes. Does anyone have green cubes? Okay, you do. Are you going to use all those? What do you need them for? And you're just talking to people. And it can be a one-way trade. It can be a three-way trade. I can say, Luke has that, but he wants this. Will you give that to him? And I'll get his green cubes, and I will give you this thing. Totally, totally legal. Totally okay. You can make as big a deal as you want. Everything is binding in the game. The idea here is that this is you're trying to do better than the other races, but you're um, you're sharing things, and so all of the deals are binding. And so if you promise something in this round or a subsequent round, you have to give them that. And so you're just you're just working all these things. You're trying to upgrade. You're trying to um, research technologies, and if you do it, you get bonuses. But then the interesting, because again, this is everyone working together, in a sense, um, if you invent a technology, everybody gets that technology. Now you get it a little bit earlier than they do, so you get a benefit and you get some victory points. So there's certainly um, an impetus on you uh, researching that thing early. I we post I posted a picture today on Facebook. There's so much going on. There were six of us. It covered this massive table, and we were running out of room, and it was just chaotic and crazy. So after this 10-minute free-form negotiation, then basically your engine runs. So you just go through and you go, okay, this converter gets da 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 and makes that, and this one I have to pay these things, and da 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 comes out on the other side with that. So you just run all of your things for the next round. And then at the end, the last thing you do is you bid on um, first colonies and then research. And you use ships to bid to bid on them. Ships are kind of the current one of the currencies in the game and the one you use for bidding. And so um, it's kind of interesting because you you basically you take the bids you're going to pl- put for colonies in one hand and the ones for research in the other hand. You do them one at a time. Okay, we're doing the colony, and then you figure out based on tiebreakers and so forth. Uh, which colony you want to buy. And then with the other one, and when it comes to you, you can choose not to, but you can't change the bid on the other one. Once you've set it, it's in stone. So you can't go, oh, well, I decided not to buy a colony and now I'll add that to my bid for the other one. No, it is done, locked in stone. Now you bid this thing that you had already planned. Anyway, you do six rounds of that. My one big complaint, and it's not a huge complaint, but it is a complaint, is that the game is long. We played for, I th- want to say, three hours. Maybe, yeah, three and a half hours, maybe. Uh, six players. We were none. Of, one person had played before, but it was mostly kind of a, let's talk through this first round. Let's talk through our powers. Let's figure out what the components are. So um, it was amazingly fun for four rounds. And then slightly less for the fifth. And then the sixth one, you're like, this game is too long. But the thing is, there's no real way to change that. You can't really house rule and just take a round out. Because the entire game is super tight and balanced and designed around six rounds. So you can't just do that. So, my one complaint is that it's pretty long. Having said that, I would play again in a heartbeat. It was fun. And unlike a lot of these games, where a lot of you play a game and then go, That was cool. Now this time I want to try that race. Now while that's true, I do want to try the other races... I also want to play my race again, and I want that guy to play his race again, and he probably wants to too, because 
you're, you're realizing, oh, this is what they're good at. And I didn't do that very well. I want a chance to do that well. So tons of fun. This game is getting lots of buzz and it is worth it. It is a crazy negotiation engine building. Don't lose sight of what's important game with utterly asymmetrical and unique races and ways to play and difficulties. And it is terrific. That's a long, long review, but let me tell you, not as long as the game. <laughs> no, it's it's really fun. Sidereal Confluence is a fun game. If you can get if you like negotiation at all, this is like the caviar of negotiation games. Even though I've never had caviar and it sounds kind of gross. Um, all right. So I will talk to you later. Have a great day. Try and play Sidereal Confluence. Bye. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Board Games FM. Want to talk about some games I've been playing and also some more uh, sneak peeks from Origins. Super excited about Origins, and I'm going to have more on that later today. Uh, but before we talk about that, I want to talk about a game I've been playing. It's one that I've continually been playing since I got it back in March, I believe. It is awesome. Thunderstone Quest by AEG Games. Hey, we've talked about this a lot. It's a deck building game where everybody has the opportunity to buy cards from the same market and everybody has the opportunity to go and defeat uh, monsters in the dungeon. Essentially what you're doing in Thunderstone Quest is trying to get as many Thunderstones as possible for points at the end of the game. Thumb Thunderstones are indicated on the bottom of the card, so the better the cards you purchase, the more Thunderstones they're worth. Other Thunderstones are acquired from defeating the monsters in the dungeon. Lots of stuff going on in this game. You have to buy heroes in the market or upgrade your heroes in the market. Um, and you also have to buy weapons, items, and spells in the market. And there's other sorts of resources that you can buy that are going to help you in the game, like potions, lanterns, and iron, which is really bread. Uh, and they're going to do different things in the game. You can buy treasure cards in the market, which are cards that nobody else will be able to get, but they're very hard to purchase. And then over in the dungeon, you're going to be using your combat abilities to fight monsters and gain thunderstones. Essentially, you're looking for six, excuse me, four keys out of six. Okay, there's one key hidden in the first level monster deck, two keys hidden in the second level monster deck, and three keys hidden in the third tier monster level deck. And when you find four of those six keys, the game ends and everybody gets to one chance to fight the big bad monster. And uh, the Big Bad Monster, you can get great, awesome amounts of Thunderstones, depending on how much you beat that monster by. Um, that's a little bit more detailed, though, as far as how you gain those Thunderstones when you fight that monster. In any case, the game is fantastic. Every time I play it, it unravels a new aspect of the game that I had not seen before. New strategies, new experiences. It is called Thunderstone Quest, and although the quest term is misleading because it's not like a legacy game or something where you're, you don't really have... I mean, there is text you can read, a storyline, but really it's just scenarios that you set up with different cards. So quest is a little bit misleading, but the scenarios are fantastic. Each quest gives you three scenarios. They give you five quests in the uh, champion tier edition of the game from Kickstarter. So we're talking, what, five times three? 15 different scenarios, 15 different views of cards that you're gonna get to see in a tableau to purchase from. 
That's a fantastic amount of cards. I have played over nine games of this, but I have at least played nine different scenarios. That means I've seen over half the cards in this game, and I am still loving it. This game has not, it's not worn its welcome yet. It is a fantastic deck builder. I can't imagine that this game will ever wear out its welcome. The reason I say all this is because it is hitting Kickstarter again in June. There are rumors that this game may not even hit retailers ever. I don't know why this would be. I have suspicions as to why. Just the production of this game is incredibly high. Uh, it, it costs a lot of money because it's a huge game. So maybe that's one of the reasons retailers aren't going to want to try and stock this game. So AEG might not even let this game go to retail for that reason. So get in on the Kickstarter in June. I think the only thing they're releasing is the Champion Tier Edition. We've talked about this before. Uh, we're not certain yet, so we're just going to have to wait and see. It is going to be fantastic, though. If you want Thunderstone in its greatest form, you've got to pick up Thunderstone Quest. It is my all-time favorite deck builder now. It beats out every deck builder I've played. I absolutely love this game, Thunderstone Quest. So we've got more coming at you today. We're going to talk about a little bit more that's hitting, uh, hitting the floor at Origins, and we want to make sure we talk about that. So stay tuned, and as always, check us out at TheologyOfGames.com. See you later. All right, welcome back. We're going to be talking about some of the things that are hitting the floor at the convention center uh, in Columbus at Origins Game Fair 2018. One of the games that I'm going to talk about today is a game that was originally a Kickstarter uh, about a year ago now, maybe a year and a half ago, and um, it just did super well. I had a chance to play it last year at Origins. I sat down with Jeremiah and a couple other buddies, and we tested this game out and absolutely fell in love with it. And this game is called Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea by Gameland Games. Now, this is a 4X game. I think that means explore, uh, exploit, um, expand, and exterminate. I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember what their terminology for it was. There's four E words that they use. Um, in any case, you're going to be doing a lot in this game with your race that you pick. You can pick all these different fantasy races. And each race comes with like, uh, it's called Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea. So you've got uh, people who can move on land, you've got a airship, and you've got a sea uh, ship as well, as well as having um, towers that you can construct and, and buildings you can fortify. Everybody starts out on their own island. And as you move throughout your island, you can gain tokens on your island. That is kind of the explore of the game. And um, you're gonna, it's gonna help upgrade uh, what you're doing in the game. And you can upgrade your heroes, you can upgrade your ships, you can expand your territory, you can move across the sea and, and, and uh, battle other people. It's just like anything you could want in a 4X game. It is absolutely fantastic. The artwork is beautiful, the board is colorful, it's dynamic. Uh, the character races are all different. The miniatures are sweet. They are super awesome. And uh, just the components in general are just incredibly fantastic. Now the game is extensive. It takes a while to play. We played with all, I think we played with six players, which is the max you can play out of the box. Um, there is a seven player expansion now, I think, seven, eight player expansion. I don't know how you could ever do that. We played with six players for the ultimate gaming experience. I think we were there for four hours. So yikes, four hours. But again, that was six players. If you want to scale it down, 
you just use boards uh, depending on how many players you have. So if you have uh, two players, you're going to use two islands. If you have four players, you're going to use four islands and, and so forth. You get the idea. In any case, this game is great. I absolutely loved it. Uh, it is now available at Origins as well as I think it's hitting Kickstarter again with some expansions. There's plenty of expansions with other races. There's also another expansion that allows you, like I said, to play seven, eight players as if you would actually want to do this. So there's some crazy people out there who might want to do it. I'm really excited about this game. If I'm at Origins and I've got some cash left over and get, when I say cash left over, I'd have to have a big wad left over for it because it is an expensive game. I might just pick this game up. I think it runs about a hundred bucks retail, uh, but it's definitely worth it. So if I'm not finding anything else I want at Origins, I'm going to pick up Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea. It's for sale, but it's also going to be hitting Kickstarter again soon, or at least some expansions, I believe, are. So check out Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea, and uh, that's it for now. We've got more Origins coverage coming for you later. As always, check us out at TheologyOfGames.com. Check you later. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games FM is powered by TheologyOfGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyOfGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.